Hey everybody, I'm Beef and I'm Lex and we are OIM Queer and we're back this week um, to talk about the disability binary. Yep. I had some unique uh, DMs <laughs> um, over the past couple of weeks. Actually, it was just one in particular that uh, um, I was, you know, I'd anticipated it's not the first time I've had someone um approach me and essentially just say like you're not disabled enough mm-hmm. um or more directly it was like you're not oi enough like you mm-hmm. don't have um well actually in this case it was you don't look severe yeah which i'm not claiming to be severe um but it totally took away like or it felt like um my experiences were like trying to be taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like what bothered me the most was mm-hmm. and like trying to process that. Uh, because this isn't the first time I've had people give me a hard time or make fun of me or say nasty things mm-hmm. to where I, uh, um, like for another example, like I was in middle school and there was a new guy that moved to town and I was in a wheelchair. I think, I just had surgery or something on my leg or I broke a leg mm-hmm. or something. Um, and I was in a wheelchair, but I could stand up out of the wheelchair just enough to just stand there. I couldn't put like walk around oh, on it. Yeah. Yeah. I told you this before. And so I was just standing there and I, my friend would give me the basketball and then I would shoot from mm-hmm. the, you know, I don't even think it was like the true, yeah, it was the free throw line and it was, yeah. you know, I was just trying to, participate a little bit in PE and some guy saw me stand or the new guy saw me stand up out of the wheelchair and uh pretty much just was like you can walk and Mm -hmm. I got really nervous because I was afraid he was gonna like physically touch me Mm -hmm. which would have offset my balance and could have caused me to put pressure on a hurt leg um or fall and break something yeah and I, I mean I get kind of emotional and it just struck me so mm. uh, kind of out of nowhere um, in middle school. Yeah. And not saying that this is the, the message I got is the same, mm-hmm. but it's it's just, it's that binary of your, bian- the, oh, uh, what is it? <laughs> the disability binary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This idea of a visible disability or no disability at all. Mm-hmm. There's one or the other. You're either completely incapable of taking care of yourself or you're fine. I don't see anything wrong with you. And there's been a lot of people talking about invisible disabilities and, you know, what what right do we have to police each other as far as what type of accessibility each individual yeah. needs mm-hmm. because they all look different yes. in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's something... Yeah, I mean. Well, it's harder in this case, too, because this was in the OI community. and. Oh, yeah, this was like there are four, from someone else. Are there four else. types of OI? Oh, there's so many. So many more. So there's, yeah, with research, I, they're finding out that it, uh, it can be like case by case, but mm-hmm. there's different genes that, mm-hmm. that are causing different mutations. Mm-hmm. Or there's different mutations and s- different genes. Um, but yeah, there's different kinds and Mm -hmm. 
what essentially happened was someone asked what type I had mm-hmm. and I from my knowledge I don't think I've ever genetically been tested mm-hmm. but on the OI web OI foundation website they have like a whole tab about o, like facts about OI and then the different types and if you look at those types of descriptions I fall within the type 3 category mm-hmm. uh, but this person just flat out was like well you don't look severe enough you know mm-hmm. and they did say like don't quote me or whatever but mm-hmm. uh they're like you usually type three folks are in wheelchairs which is true a lot of mm-hmm. folks with type three are in wheelchairs um but other type three folks can you know are in and out of wheelchair mm-hmm. i don't think there is a type three person who has never used a wheelchair or will never be or no or yeah or mm-hmm. won't end up in one and that's another thing a lot of people and, and this is going <laughs> to lead into a whole other thing but when people meet me and i'm sure other people have experiences too when other people have met me and i'm not using any kind of assistance mm-hmm. including a wheelchair you know it's uh i am automatically not like as breakable or severe or disabled uh, because I'm able to walk. And what people don't know is I used a wheelchair still to this day. I've used a wheelchair longer in my life Mm -hmm. than I have even walked. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that, but because I'm an adult walking around and I've gone, I guess six, six years now. Wow. Five years without a break. Wow. But but everyone who I've known within that time frame doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... Um, I There are some friends here in Austin that have met me, like, while I've had to been in the hospital and stuff. But it, it's just... I don't know. It's... It is some on some level also hard for me to... Uh admit to the times like I know I need to use an assistance yeah. too because the moment I start using a cane mm-hmm. or even a wheelchair people are just gonna be like oh my god what happened yeah and I'm like nothing really like this is just my body yeah. like you're just seeing a new part of it mm-hmm. um and that's kind of always like an awkward thing to say yeah. is go well nothing <laughs> technically happened i've always uh, had a while <laughs> yeah i've always had a while like this mm-hmm. is just part of it granted now it'd be different if i like broke something and i had to be in a wheelchair like immediately and, I, and i'm generally just kind of talking about like the days where i wake up really sore and i'm like ah i either am gonna just push myself to like mm-hmm. not use an assistance and be in excruciating pain at the end of the night mm-hmm. or you know don't put as much pressure on something or use something. And I'm still looking for a cane. The right cane. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm like such an awkward height and long arms, short legs. Yeah. There's nothing that really fits me. Well, not off the rack. But no, I wonder if I could make one like with the tools we have. Maybe. I thought you mentioned that you like those, uh, the cuffs too. 
that yeah added. the ones that kind of go yeah. around your mm-hmm. wrist or forearm mm-hmm. yeah i like that because you can then um like it, like for me like i would just need the cane to like help do long distance and stuff Um, or stairs or something Mm -hmm. but if I'm just going from the couch to the sink with a cup of water Mm -hmm. having it on my like forearm would allow me to like still carry some water hands free Mm -hmm. almost yeah but then if I need to use it real quick it's like a touch to me Mm -hmm. I don't know that's just something I remember as a kid I haven't used one in a while but yeah uh well i mean before we started doing this i think this was something i was preparing for too yeah you did mention that yeah there was going to be some confrontation well you had memory you said you used to do fundraisers growing up too yep uh at the jones center in springdale arkansas we would do um like concerts for the oi foundation Mm -hmm. and try to raise money and have games like bing bag tic-tac-toe or Mm -hmm. something like that and it was a lot of fun um you know it was like like you buy tickets and play a game kind of thing um but uh my mom reached out to other folks who had oi in the area um because i think that's also been you know since i was a kid i've wanted to have friends who had a why because mm-hmm. I just didn't know anyone but I ran into that issue a lot too was like no we're you know not the same which I don't think I was ever trying to say that it was just like hey like we have something in common that like no one else in our like inner circle does mm-hmm. um it's pretty rare disease yeah it's really rare but um um yeah, I had some other OIR who, I think she was a little older than me, show up. And she just, like, wasn't into any of it. <laughs> and I was, like, super bummed. And <laughs> I don't know. But. Well, it's it's frustrating, too, I think, outside of, outside of that internalized ableism I think we all have. That is that we all forget, yeah, you may not be in a wheelchair right now you have been and likely will be a lot of us will be too it's what's it's the largest margin because we're all eventually gonna end up need we all will eventually need accessibility mobility aids we'll need well i think i don't know if the quote was that we'll all need mobility aid but it's more that um we'll all end up with a disability Mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean mobility aid but it's some disability Mm mm-hmm but, um, you know, but I think that's something that a lot of people forget about. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something I re- even remember being taught as a younger person is <laughs> I, you know, the folks in my family or just my older friends, it would be like, uh, oh, like you, you're, you think you're sore now? Just wait. You know, like people, it was I even remember just, like, my parents growing up complaining about certain things. Like, it kind of <laughs> does creep up on you, like, out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. older and you have a really difficult time. Mm-hmm. That's why they make those info- infomercials. 
what does it help me? <laughs> the button aid. <laughs> Life alert. Life alert. <laughs> I'm like, help me. <laughs> alert. Help me. Alert. Alert. Help me. Help me. Yeah. Uh, life alert. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> we don't watch a lot of cable anymore. <laughs> I used to love infomercials. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dang. Very specific audience. Hello. Hello. It's three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'd feel better if you bought some stuff. Uh, Maybe you'll sleep better. I remember the first time I got like a debit card and I saw infomercials and I was mm. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I am 18 years and older. <laughs> I do <laughs> have a debit me. card. Oh, thank goodness. I never called <laughs> and gave them my info, but... It was, you know, very you powerful. I could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it is freedom. There is some, well, there is some something freeing to that. Like, I can have that. I don't seem to have to go anywhere to get that. That's pretty, uh, yeah, I get that. And look where we're at now. We have Amazon. Mm. And ads on Instagram. Mm. Like you a know bunch what? of suckers. What? Instagram ads need to step it up. In terms of? They are not infomercials. Like I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no one's there talking about it. You know, like there's uh, no like I disagree. Sometimes I'll be looking at a video and an Instagram ad and be like, Who's this person I don't remember following? Oh, it's a sponsored ad. There. I guess I meant like the talking to you I'm like also a thirty two year old. Do you need a new watch? How yeah. about this one? <laughs> okay, well, I now know. you're getting ads for Legos because we watched that Lego oh, documentary. So good. Uh, I love Legos. You know, mm-hmm. that's something I feel like opportunity miss. What? Really diving deep into the Lego community. It's never too late. That's true. It's just, I was looking at the kits the other day and they were just so expensive. They are. But <sighs> also, there's eBay. It sounds like there's a whole collection. Yeah, true. It's a really good documentary. That's <laughs> I'm true. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I forget where we saw it. Was it HBO? Ne- Netflix, Same probably. Thing. I Honestly, I don't remember. Some streaming service. Co- see, we're awful. We're <laughs> like, yeah. Add. Give me. Let me watch this right now. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> it's okay. Anywho. Well. Speaking of invisible disabilities, <laughs> we both work in the mental health field. I think we might have mentioned that before. And what? No, the I'm process, listening. I learned so much just working in the, in the mental health field and direct services with the, the arduous process of applying for disability benefits. And it's just bananas that you, get, you always get rejected the first time. People can be literally sleeping on the streets and still be denied services. Well, isn't it the rule that everyone gets denied on their first time? I'm told that was the rule in training. When I was face to face with the social security, no, I think that's like been the rule of thumb for like years. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's what's difficult with this current administration that we have. It's been even more backed up, and yeah. Well, there's like new regulations that slow the process down mm. right 
you this is more like I'm your told that it was because we're short staffed that there is a no. there's a very large possibility that the applications sit on people's desks for a really long time and they're, they're waiting for mm-hmm. a denial and you have to wait 30 days to do the appeal and then after the appeal you can go to administrative law judge which can be three years until you get a court date to be seen in front of a judge and you better have a lawyer that's <laughs> all I'm saying it's just, it's a hot mess. And I don't know. If you have any drug abuse <laughs> in your history or like, it's just, it's really hard to. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> I was just trying to like figure out how I could incorporate infomercials again. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Our free service will help you apply. Yeah. <laughs> you start seeing SSI lawyers oh on God. infomercials. I have seen that. Yeah. You see it on billboards. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah. It's a whole it's a whole system. Mhm. But um this is why we have to take 2 weeks off because we have to take care of our own mental health, right? Mm-hmm. I'm yes. realizing that all over again. <laughs> just kidding. It is, but I mean these some of these well, we're just kind of rambling tonight, but <laughs> it's more a sense like it is all connected in a way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, the stigma against not just mental health being scary in terms of other people having it and we don't know how to treat it or cope with it or communicate with it. Um, But the idea that we can't see another person's experience or see that ourselves, but we feel like we have a right to an opinion on it or... um, you know, what they need out of services or accessibility. Yeah. Or payment, you know, compensation to live. We'll do a break here. You're listening to Oh, I Am Queer with your hosts, Lex and Beeve. Today's episode was recorded and edited by me, Brittany Richardson. For further information about my recording and editing services, feel free to contact me at brrproductionsccx at gmail.com. That's brrproductionsccx at gmail.com. I wanted to read something about the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA. Um, And that is, to claim disability is to ask for reasonable accommodation. Accessible buildings, more time on tests, audible formats for books, social security disability payments, and many, many more. I think... That reasonable accommodation is what people forget is tailored to each individual living with a disability. You know, no one's going to have accessibility doesn't mean the same thing for everybody. And we've talked about that a little bit. Um, Something I really want (laughs) to strive for that I didn't realize I had a passion for as a person with um, with the ability to hear is subtitles. We watch stuff with subtitles all the time. And they're rarely accurate. <laughs> um, so something I want to make an effort to do, especially with our episodes, is I'm going to go back and subtitle all of them so that they're readable as well as listenable. Yes. Yeah. I thought this was the affirmation part of the episode. <laughs> <laughs>
It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Just putting it out there. <laughs> well, it's something that we talked about. Uh, we've been trying to add like the alt text to our post as well. Mm-hmm. Um, part of working on OIM Queer mm-hmm. is kind of coming to terms with a lot of mm-hmm. what we do on a day-to-day basis just on who we are as people um but also kind of facing the things that we want to be better at mm-hmm. um and and making sure that not only are we talking about them but uh, walking the walk mm-hmm. you know just making sure that we're doing it and not necessarily like setting an example because i think it can be you know done differently um per person and like how how you're creating accessibility as long as you're listening to the people you're reaching out to mm-hmm. but um you know we're trying to listen and and take the information that we're getting and applying it to oh i am queer but also like other things that we work on outside of this mm-hmm. um but part of that is talking about it i think for me there's a part where you know, if people want to be a part of this s- discussion, it's kind of getting on board and understanding, like, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own experiences. Just because yours is different doesn't mean that someone's is less than. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, does that make sense? Like, yes. Yeah, okay. <sighs> Excuse me. <laughs> that snuck up on me. <laughs> but... <laughs> whatever uh, there's the other part of able body folks mm-hmm. trying to sympathize uh, or empathize and like it makes connect. It, yeah, yeah it's connecting they try to connect yeah. but it's like you're you can't um and that's something that I think certain lines for me especially kind of get crossed sometimes where I'm like, that story was like not appropriate or, you know, I've never talked to you about mm-hmm. being in a wheelchair before or uh, breaking something and people just run up to me and they're like, let me tell you this story about this person I knew <laughs> who was in a wheelchair. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's like cool man yeah great now you know two people mm-hmm. i don't you know um well and sometimes and i just i had that realization today i was i was doing the same thing with you i was telling you you gotta read zach anner's book you gotta read it if at birth you don't succeed you gotta read it. it's a great book which it is but why am i making you read it <laughs> you also grew up in a wheelchair and like maybe that's not something you want to have in your pleasure reading stack or (laughs) talk about at a party and that's something i realized you have to like this i'm thinking i thought of you constantly when i was reading that book and while that's great for me you're reading it too i know i'm really basic and i'm sorry (laughs) but it's that it's that excitement that we have as as able-bodied or walkie walkie folks and you know it's we gotta just chill and keep reading and keep learning. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> chill. chill. <laughs> just chill, okay? <laughs> yeah, is it 420 yet? <laughs> chill out. 
never. That's really Ooh, funny. I just punched the microphone. That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't even... Honestly, every time you suggest reading that book, <laughs> n- that not once did that come like cross my mind. But Really? Oh, I thought you were being real nice and just not saying well, anything. Well, <laughs> I probably was without realizing it. Because, I, ha- I mean, I, l- I really do like Zach Anner. I loved his videos. I also just am not a huge reader, which I am going to try to work on. Thank you, by the way. You sent me that. Oh, yeah. I went down a YouTube hole today. Yeah. It's great. Five tips to how on how to read more if you want to. Yes, if you want to. If you want to. Mm-hmm. The yeah, first lesson is read what you like or know what you like. And not what you should read. Yeah. And that, I think, is something I've always done is mm-hmm. like, oh, I should read this. Or people told me I should read this. Mm-hmm. And then I force myself to read something I'm, I haven't, like sought out for myself Mm -hmm. and picked out and I don't have a connection to it other than Mm -hmm. someone goes, Hey, read this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I came from a very long line of, you should read this. You should read this. They talk about this. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And I take it and then I add it to the books and I'm like, I should read those. I'm much piece. I'm a piece of shit for not reading. those. You know, that (laughs) video also showed or mentioned, creating a spreadsheet Mm -hmm. um what you have read of what you have read Mm -hmm. and i think that is something i would really like because i have such a hard time remembering names Mm -hmm. of things um but i also appreciated that they mentioned you know categorizing it by genre and author Mm -hmm. and the gender of the Mm -hmm. author um because well i forget her name but she was like, she, I guess she reads like a hundred books a year, and that's yeah, she's not a as. She's really cool. She's a writer. And but she used to read more. She was an editor first, I mm-hmm. guess. And that's why she had to read so many books. Oh, yeah. But now she writes more. Mm-hmm. But she, yeah, she was like, yeah, uh, currently is reading a hundred books right now. And she does it to, she creates the column of the gender uh, of the author out of humor because she loves being able to sort it at the end of the year and see how few of them were men. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's really funny. Well, then she noticed one year I guess she had primarily That's probably what she meant. She cis guys. Yeah. But she didn't specify, but I'm assuming that's probably what she meant. But she said she did notice that she had read primarily white mm-hmm. white women authors. Yeah. Yeah, once she... And then made a yeah. conscious effort mm-hmm. to branch out. And I think that's super important, too. Mm-hmm. Does Alice Wong have a book? I think she does. That's what I should see. Yes. Uh, see. Did you hear me? That's did you hear me? Should, yeah. what? That's but what I should read. Alice Wong, I do love like, Alice Wong, but her book. even how I phrase my sentence about mm-hmm. a book I might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should read that. Mm-hmm. Mm, look at me. I don't know if that's actually going to help me like want to read more, but... Language is powerful, man. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Should could declare wars. (coughs) Just make people do stuff at that point. Yeah. Um, But I guess it's like the same thing of like, I should work out. (laughs) But do I want to? No. But I should. (laughs) Ah. Actually, sometimes I do want to work out, <laughs> but I never do it. 
You haven't found something you like to do. I like riding my bike. There you go. Yeah. Yep. We can set it up in front of the TV. Put some. Yeah, I like watching TV. (laughs) (laughs) No, I should watch. Put some grays on. (laughs) Mm. There's a. We're recording on Friday. So we do get to watch Grey's and we're rewarding <laughs> ourselves to watch Grey's Anatomy and the new episode of Grey's Anatomy and Law and Order tonight. And yes, Grey's Anatomy is still on. They just renewed two more seasons. That Come at me, y'all. Wild. Or what's the new phrase? Don't at me. Don't at me. It used to be come at me. Well, it depends on if you want them to or not. Do you want to fight anyone over Grey's Anatomy? Do I want or should? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's on you, babe. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Beeve. And I'm Lex. And oh, I'm queer. queer.